In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. I am free. Thank God. I am free. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people, this is Minister Diane Jones. Um, We were having some technical difficulties before I went on air, so I hope you can hear me. Maybe Chris will let me know if there's any uh, messages on chat. Do you see any messages there for me, Chris? Am I coming through loud and clear? Did she answer? (laughs) Well, hey, people, happy Monday to you. This is, um, I'm a little out of sorts right now because I can't see like I usually can see what's going on on the, on the chat screen, but um, I'm good. I'm good. Other than that, I am good. Um, I hope that you all are good. Hope you're doing well. I tell you, this week um, has just begun. This is Monday, but it feels to me like we're already at the end of the week. I feel like this is already a Friday and the day has only just started. The week has only just started. Seems like, you know, how I usually feel at the end of a work week, like you've done a full week and you're ready for the weekend and you just need time to just, you know, forget about the job and and unwind and do some fun stuff. (laughs) It's been a full weekend and a full day. You know, I was um, telling one of my good friends a couple of weeks ago that I was talking to the Lord about the fact that things just seem to be more intense in my life and in general. Just It just seems like things are happening faster. There's a lot of things going on at one time. Um, requiring, um, you know, a lot of my attention just seems like things are more intense and more demanding since the beginning of the year. And she was telling me that she felt the same way. And, uh, I was praying and talking to the Lord about it. And I, and it was like, he reminded me, uh, you know what? He's like, I told you this year was going to be this way. And I was like, whoa, you know what? You sure did. You you told us that this year was going to challenge 
us in people, you know, not just the believers, but the world. This this year is going to challenge people as never before. And he was like reminding me, hey, I told you that it was going to be this way. It just feels like to me there's more spiritual opposition. There's more opposition in the spiritual realm, um, you know, just facing attacks, challenges, verbal attacks, um, stressors. So I just wanted to start out by encouraging, you know, if anybody else out there is feeling that intensity, feeling uh, struggles, I just want to encourage you to know that you are not alone. I want you to be encouraged. The scriptures tell us that the Lord gives power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increaseth our strength. So when you get to a point in a time where you feel like you can't bear anymore, when the, you know, whether it's financial stressors, whether it's family issues or disputes, whatever's going on in your life, you know, when you get to the point where you feel like you can't bear anymore, just know that the Lord is with you. He understands. Of course, of course, I'm, 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 let me clarify. If you belong to him, he is definitely with you. He is definitely on your side. If you don't know him, then you know what? This is probably a really good time <laughs> to get to know our Lord and Savior. I think this is a really good time because we're going to be facing some things that are going to make some people just lose it. You know, some people are just not going to be able to handle the things that are coming against us. So having opened with my words of encouragement, let me see. I am sipping my, well, I have prepared my Mandarin orange spice tea. I'm not quite sipping it yet, but um, I got the water brewing, and uh, during the break, I'm going to get me some tea <laughs> so that I can have me something warm and comfy, cozy while we get into tonight's topic. Okay, so if you don't have yours yet, you need to get yours. You need to get yours so that you're ready to... Uh, Sip with me. Alrighty. Well, this is this is how we're gonna do this tonight. Last week I was talking about grief and loss, and I mentioned the fact that I had pulled some articles out of the news headlines um, from the week before, and I was gonna try to tie those in if at all possible. And I didn't have time last week to do that. So tonight I'm going to review some of these articles because I want to put it back on your minds what this show is primarily about. Um, what our goal is here is to um, increase the awareness to the public of the prevalence of sexual abuse. I want to increase the awareness 
Um, so the people will know that it is more prevalent than we realize. Uh, we've been seeing some headlines in the last few months to corroborate this. But in addition to that, I also want to reach out to those that are hurting, reach out to those who are or have been victimized by um, sexual abuse. So let me see. I'm reading a quote from my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, that Minister Chris Jones wrote. And it's in the forward, and this is the way I'm going to start my topic tonight. The residue from sexual abuse is so common and is so accepted in today's society that it seems that this is just the way it is. You know, I read that and I thought, wow, thanks for the reminder, Minister Chris, because you know what? The residue, the residue is what stood out in my mind. Even though the prevalence is high too, the residue, the effects of it, the, um, the effects of it in society overall is so common. So people don't even see it as such. They don't even see it for what it is. Um, when, when I'm speaking of sexual abuse, you know, for those who may be tuning in for the first time, when I'm speaking of sexual abuse, I am not only talking about the child molester, the pedophile, um, the rapist. I'm not only talking about those kinds of sexual abuse, but I am also talking about sexual promiscuity because I am also, I am coming from a biblical perspective. I am talking about how basically what sex was designed for and ordained for by God and how it is being abused in our society, how people are abusing themselves, how they're abusing each other, even through promiscuous living, even through having sexual relations with people that they're not married or committed to, um, choosing, you know, life, uh, lifestyle choices, lifestyle choices, how people choose to abuse their bodies through their everyday living, living with someone that you're not married to, giving yourself sexually to someone that you're not married to and have no intentions of marrying, have no commitment, um, you know, no real commitment uh, with that person. That's all, these are all forms of sexual abuse. So when we talk about the residue being so common that it seems like that's just the way it is. Um, I listened to some of the headlines here, here this past week. Um, and, and one of the, you know, I hate to, I hate to bring attention to any particular, any particular um, popular name. So I'm going to talk around the name, but you know, when they were talking about this person's lifestyle, um, on the news, this person's lifestyle and their marital issues and um, the problems that they were having, you know, with cheating and things of that nature. I thought, you know, there we go, abuse. That's sex. having a spouse that cheats on you or you cheating on your spouse. 
having sexual relations with someone, that's abuse. And the residue and the, the what it causes, the pain and the suffering and the agony that it causes is so common amongst us that people just accept it as life. Instead of stopping and making the adjustments and saying, hey, you know what, that's not going to be me. I'm going to stop this cycle of abuse. I don't want it to be my children. Instead, what people are doing is saying, well, because he or she treated me that way, because they cheated on me, or because my mom and dad broke up and they, they, um, you know, their marriage didn't work, then I don't believe in marriage anymore. Gotta wait till the break is over. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I'm back and still trying to kind of regroup and get my bearings here, but... um so I hope I'm not just rambling and, and going off and not making sense here. But what I'm trying to explain to you is the prevalence of sexual abuse in our society and how the residue from that has caused such a drastic change in the way we think, the way we live. People just kind of accept it as a way of life. You know, instead of correcting the problem, instead of correcting the problem and the issues, you know, in their efforts to adapt to it, people have just accepted it as a way of life and brought on more consequences and more problems and more insecurities because of it. For example, the person who, you know, was cheated on in their marriage and the marriage broke, broke up because of it and fell apart because of it, because they were cheated on, has decided, okay, well, so many of them, well, then I'm not down for marriage anymore. I'm not interested in marriage anymore. I don't believe in being faithful anymore. I don't believe in being monogamous anymore. When that is not the answer, that is the problem that caused, I mean, the cheating was what caused the problem. The cheating was what caused the problem. The person who cheated had some character issues and some character flaws or some personal issues. And so that's what caused the problem. But what are people doing instead? Just throwing away the whole idea of marriage and commitment and love and so forth and so on. But anyway, let me get to some of my articles because I'll get off on a tangent and 
be on that tangent for a while. <laughs> this article, although I found it on February 13th, it was actually dated October 24th. Now, I found it because I was looking for some specific things that I had saw in the news, and I went online to try to print them. Um, so I would have them. But anyway, this is the older one, slightly older, October 24th. 2011. Okay, and let's see. This is the District News, Washington, D.C. District News. It says, um, man sentenced to prison for sexually assaulting daughter. Okay, you want to see how prevalent this this abuse thing is in our society. Man sentenced to prison for sexually assaulting daughter giving her infection. That's the reality, people. This is the reality when we talk about sexual abuse. This is the hard, cold reality of, of um, some of the trauma that it can cause. This father, well, let me read. Washington, WUSA, Washington, a 37-year-old Washington, D.C. man was sentenced Monday to 14 years in prison after earlier pleading guilty to sexually abusing his 14-year-old daughter. It says, I have disconnected. Um, can you still hear me, uh, Sabrina? Because my screen is saying that I've been disconnected. Hello, hello. Sabrina, well, I'm going to keep on talking. Um, I did not disconnect, so I hope that you all can hear me. It says, D.C. man was sentenced Monday to 14 years in prison after earlier pleading guilty to sexually abusing his 14-year-old daughter. His name is not being disclosed to protect the identity of the minor. According to the facts offered by the government at the plea hearing, he sexually assaulted his daughter in December 2010 while she was spending the weekend with him at his home in South East DC. He told his daughter that he wanted to wrestle with her and then he took her to a bedroom where he sexually fondled her and then engaged in a sexual act with her. As a result, the teenager contracted a sexually transmitted disease. Now, how's that for a harsh reality? Getting an STD from your father. As a, as, a, as a minor, as a young lady, how old did I say, a 14-year-old, she goes to visit him. She goes to visit with him. Apparently, him and the, him and the mother of the child were obviously not living in the same residence. Um, and she's sexually abused. Not only abused, but she gets an STD. Can you imagine the shame? the embarrassment, having to go be treated, 
And who knows, maybe she, I don't even know if she, well, it must have came out somehow. It must have came out somehow. She must have told someone because the father was sentenced for it. But can you imagine her position having to decide, should I, can I, should I say something? Um, maybe she starts getting these symptoms and having these problems and she has to tell her mom where this came from, how she got this. It's just, <laughs> it's just horrible. Okay, that was October 24, 2011. Um, let's try this one. This one is dated Tuesday, February 7th. And this is the Associated Press. Staff removed at LA school during abuse probe. Some of you may have heard about this, and I actually think that I heard some more current information about it um, over the weekend, but I didn't have a chance to look it up. Okay. I didn't have a chance to look it up. So anyway, here we go. Los Angeles. Um, the removal of the entire staff at a Los Angeles elementary school scandalized by sex abuse allegations against two teachers could be temporary. Um, this is a long article, so let's see. Let's go down to teacher Mark Burned was charged last week with committing lewd acts on 23 children. Another teacher, Martin Springer, was arrested Friday on suspicion of fondling two girls in his classroom. Excuse me. The entire staff at a Los Angeles elementary school is being removed while authorities investigate horrific allegations of sexual abuse by two of the school's teachers, one of whom is accused of blindfolding children, taping their mouths, and photog photographing them in a classroom. Is this believable? blindfolding the children, taping their mouths, and photographing them in a classroom? What, like during school hours? Is this believable? Well, we better wake up and smell the coffee. I hope and pray, I hope and pray that this is not true. But for these allegations to even come forth, I can't even remember the name of the school, but I remember years ago, there was a big out, a big scandal like this in a school years back. And, um, but not mistaken, after years went by, it turned out that, you know, they were acquitted on the charges. And that's another tragedy in itself that, I mean, who knows if it was that they didn't have enough evidence and in fact it did happen, or if this was just something that was made up and blown out of proportion. So I hope and pray that this is not true. But just to try to even imagine that is mind-blowing. An entire staff has been selected to come into Miramonte's classroom to take over teaching for the time being, and there will be a psychiatric social worker in every classroom to help students and staff cope with any issues. 
I saw clips of this on the news. I saw parents and people crying. They were talking about how betrayed, how betrayed the parents felt uh, that something like this could go on. I'm telling you, people, we've got to wake up. We've got to wake up and we've got to, we cannot be so trusting. We cannot be so trusting and understand that we live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen society where sin is prevalent, where sin is in the nature of mankind. And because of that sinful nature, these things can occur, will occur. I wish I could say that they would stop. I wish I could say that the efforts that people are making to curtail this could actually stop it. I'm praying that we can make an impact, but do I believe that it's going to stop? I don't believe it's going to stop until Jesus comes back, until he eradicates sin, um, until, you know, Satan is cast into hell with all of his, with all of his followers and sin is eradicated. So in the meantime, we have got to be vigilant as parents, you know, as citizens, we have got to take notice and pay attention when that little inner voice tells you something is wrong, when the hairs on your head stand up because some teacher, you know, gives you this creepy feeling, we've got to be vigilant. He added, this is still the newspaper article, he added, Miramonte staff members are having a difficult time understanding, understanding this situation. Um, I'm mostly overwhelmed by how grieved they are, how upset they are, how broken their own personal trust is. In many ways, they are victimized too, DZ said. They taught in this school for years and assumed everyone else was doing good things. Apparently, this is about the staff, the staff being overwhelmed, grieved, and how upset they are because they assumed everyone else was doing good things. Well, I hate to tell you, we can't assume that. We can't assume that. To, to assume that is basically to deny, and so many people do deny and don't believe that the word of God is true, the Bible gives us an explanation for sin. It gives us a perfect, perfectly clear explanation for sin, where sin comes from, why people sin, you know. So going around denying that is what makes it so unbelievable and so hard for us to deal with when these things happen. And, and, and it keeps us from being vigilant and being protective um, like we should. Uh, it goes on to say, we support a thorough, vigorous, and fair investigation of all allegations. This is the teachers speaking. It is everyone's responsibility to ensure that any and all allegations are thoughtfully and carefully investigated. I agree. Um, after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. 
This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Live, Friday Night Camp Radio, 10 p.m. to midnight with Christy and Laura on Togginet.com. Broadcasting from their scrappy kitchen in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. They've got nothing better to do than riff with their favorite Brooklyn-based independent vendors, artists, bands, bartenders, foodies, weirdos, and news stories. Featuring the live studio audience. Betty Rehab and the Gay Boys. Sex, sex and dating commentary with the impersonal. The unknown political masked man. Ooh. And people who kind of know stuff. Stream on after your long week. Brooklyn's variety show of madcap intellectualism. Friday Nightcap Radio with Lauren Christie, 10 to midnight Eastern on Toginet.com. Radio like you've never seen. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free. On Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, this is me. I'm back. I am sipping my Mandarin orange spice tea. It is decaffeinated because I don't need anything to get me more worked up tonight (laughs) than I'm getting just reading this information. (laughs) I am sorry if I'm getting you worked up, but it is necessary. It is that is why we do this show because we want we don't want people to be blindsided, caught off guard, um, unprepared for these kinds of things because they are going to continue to happen. The end of this article says about three dozen parents and supporters protested in front of the main doors of the school earlier Monday. Some carrying a banner that read, we the parents demand our children be protected from lewd teacher acts. Well, I guess it's understandable to demand something like this, but how can you escape it? How can you escape it? Well, that's another that's another can of worms right there. You know, there's there's so many factors that go into how and why sexual abuse continues. And how can you on one hand as a society say that perversion is fine. Perversion is fine in our government. Perversion is fine in our military. Perversion is fine in people's individual homes. If they want to do perverse things in their homes, that's fine as long as it doesn't touch me. But then when it touches you, because the perversion doesn't stop, you know, at at two consenting adults, it's it will affect, infect a society. It will infect a society doing things contrary to God's word, 
and what he says is normal and what he says is natural. Anything contrary to that is perverse. Anything contrary to what the Word of God says is natural and normal is perverse. That includes fornication. That includes sex between a man and a woman who are not married to each other. So the definition of sexual abuse I'm giving you is much more broader than what many people are thinking, but that's perverse. So, so of course, according to the Word of God, um, Old Testament and New Testament, sex between two men and sex between two women is perverse, according to the Word of God. So how do we say, oh, I don't care what people do in their own houses or whatever, and think that they're going to they're gonna remain confined to those, that, you know, think that they're going to have some sense of integrity and some ability to refrain themselves. And, you know, once you feed that lust, once you feed that lasciviousness, because that's what the Bible calls it, lasciviousness, lewdness, unnatural affection, once you feed it, once you fuel it, it demands more and more and more. It, it's not satiable. It's unsatiable. It's insatiable, unsatisfiable. So once you fuel it, it demands more. And don't think that a person will just stop because they've got a partner now. You know, because, okay, let's say, you know, they went and got legally married. I believe that that just passed here in Maryland to a big degree. If I remember right, it was something like 71 to 69 that it, that it passed. Our, our mayor here was fighting for same-sex marriage in the Maryland, in the Maryland area, in the state of Maryland. And last I heard that that passed and people are just championing and, and waving and happy and glad because now they can get legally married. Well, we're talking about spiritual things here. We're talking about, this is not just, you know, making a covenant on paper that, that makes everything fine for you as far as insurance and you having the same rights as, you know, um, heterosexuals. And no, we're talking about spiritual, a spiritual condition here. And we're talking about the spirit of lust. And we're talking about lasciviousness and unnatural affection. And once you feed it, like I said, once you feed it, the flames grow more and more and more and more and more. So you can't support one. I guess I'm going on a tangent and I'm trying to say you can't, you can't be against having teachers in the school that are lewd and committing ungodly sexual acts with the children. You can't be against that and before perversion and lewdness and sexual immorality in any way. That's the dichotomy that I don't understand or that I, that I, that I just don't, I don't understand and I don't like how the world says Oh, we want to be able to do what we want to be able to do. Don't put any restraints on us. You know, let us let us have what we want. But then when there's a consequence because of it, when there's a problem because of it, then they go, oh, well, wait a minute. But we didn't know it would cause this. Oh, wait a minute. You know, like they say, 
you know, eat, drink, and be merry. You know, I have the right to drink. I have the right to, but oh, well, no, there shouldn't be anybody drinking and driving. Oh, wait a minute. You know, I didn't know it would cause someone to get a DUI and kill someone. Wait a minute, do it responsibly. No, that's why the Bible speaks against these things from the get-go, because God knows the, the propensity, and he knows the extreme, and he knows, you know, that once you, the Bible says a little leaven, leaven is the whole lump. So once you let the little, what we consider to be little, and they're not really little in his eyes, but once we let that little thing go, it snowballs. It snowballs, like that flame I was talking about that expands. <sighs> I tell you. All right, what's my next article here? Um, is that the end of this one? Okay, that was basically the, the summation of that. Um, the captain is urging anyone who might know of other possible victims to contact the police. And like I said, this article, that one was dated back on February 7th. So I'm sure that there's some more updates to that one that I did not have a chance to look for. Okay, what do we have here? This one is dated February 9th. Ashley Campbell arrested for sexual abusing, sexually abusing a student. This is um, WJLA.com. This is from WJLA.com. I did see this on the news. Then I went and pulled it up. Montgomery County police detectives on Thursday arrested a Pennsylvania woman for the alleged sexual abuse of a male student. The abuse occurred from the fall of 2010 through January 2012. So that looks like about a two-year period of time. Uh, Ashley Jean Campbell, 27, of Cochranville, Pennsylvania, was arrested and charged with two counts of sexual abuse of a minor, uh, of committing a fourth-degree sex offense. Campbell was a teacher at Mon Montrose Christian School in Rockville. Montrose Christian School in Rockville. On February 3rd, 2012, officials at Montrose Christian School received an anonymous email alleging a sexual relationship between a 16-year-old male student. That same day, school officials contacted the Montgomery County Police Family Crisis Division. Says the detectives spoke with the victim and learned that he and Campbell had been involved in a sexual relationship between well, I, I read that part about the dates already. So then um, it says he and Campbell would drive in her vehicle to a park in Montgomery County where they would engage in intercourse, the police said. Um, the Montrose Christian School is requesting prayer for all involved. Um, and they had no 
further statements to offer because of the on, ongoing investigation. They didn't want to jeopardize the ongoing investigation. Now I know that some people would have opinions about the fact that this this uh, young man was 16. And, and so some people would say, well, he's 16. He's not really a minor. And, you know, maybe this, I mean, because there's been cases like this who have hit the news in the past. There's been cases like this. Um, one case that that was a repeated situation and the teacher, um, I believe, even ended up getting pregnant and um, she went to jail and they still continued their relationship um, after he was grown and everything. So I know some people would probably say, ah, that's not a big deal. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's still a big deal. It's still a big deal because um, he is underage, but also it's still sexual abuse because they're not married. They're not married. He's not even of the age to give consent to be married. And he is not emotionally and mentally mature enough to really know what he's getting into. She is, she is using, he's at a disadvantage because she is quote unquote, supposed to be the adult here. So he's at a disadvantage and I, and I feel she took advantage of him. Um, all right. This one, let's see, this was the Washington post, February 9th, um, February 9th, 2012. Okay. looks like a few minutes till break. Um, 21 year old DC man, charge in sexual assault at Southeast Elementary School. It's elementary school people. 21-year-old DC man charged in assault, sexual assault at Southeast Elementary School. When I first heard that story, uh, they said something to the effect that he came on the campus and I, I didn't understand how or why or if the girl was out of class or just what, but he supposedly had asked her for directions. This is how he was able to assault this, this child. He asked her for directions and naively and gullibly, she walked him through the building. Says, the article says, he touched an 11-year-old female student while they walked through the building. Um, apparently he touched her inappropriately. Walking through the building. More after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. 
From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Thank God I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I am back. If you have uh, just tuned in, we are heading into our final segment for the hour. I am Minister Diane Jones, and we you're probably wondering what in the world are these people talking about on this show? And some of what you've heard is, uh, I'm sure, upsetting. It's hard for me to read article after article after article about the prevalence of and the things that are going on in our society concerning sexual abuse. I know it's got to be hard to hear it. It's hard for me to read it over and over and over. But that's what we're talking about. We are talking about the prevalence of sexual abuse, the residue of it, how common it is, how people seem to just accept it as a way of life, you know, the negative, the fallout that comes from this, how it's passed on from one generation to the next. You know, what I found interesting as I was looking up some of those articles, and I believe that the one I just talked to you about, the Washington Post one, February 9th, I was surprised that there was no comments. You know how you go on some stories and some articles, and oh, there's gobs of comments. People are talking back and forth. They're fussing with each other because of difference of, of opinion about it. But there's comments. I thought, wow, there was no comments on this article. And I couldn't help but wonder, is that because it is so prevalent out here in the D.C. area? Is it so prevalent that people just don't even get excited about it anymore? They just don't even, you know, it doesn't phase anyone. You know, I was going to make a comment myself, but <laughs> maybe it's because it's it's like so complicated to, you know, you have to register and become a member and all this kind of stuff on some of these sites just to make a comment. So that deterred me that day because I was, um, you know, in a hurry and, and working on some other things. But I thought, wow, no comments at all. I hope that it's not because you have to be someone famous or uh, some, you know, live in a certain area of the world or a certain city to get more noticed when this happens. Anyway, 
before I I do have let's see I do have one one more article but let me remind some of you out there about my book overcoming sexual abuse it's I don't want to just tell people the bad stories I don't want to just talk about the bad stuff and and not give you any direction or any hope or you know if you yourself have been victimized by someone not give you any answers on, or, or any direction on how to overcome the the effects of the abuse that have happened to you so that is why I wrote this book overcoming sexual abuse I'll read a little bit about the back of it it says millions of people are sexually abused each and every year not just by rapists child molesters or pedophiles but by choice and through lifestyle preferences I asked the question who would enjoy being raped again and again why is rape spiritual as well as physical can a sex offender be healed delivered from abusing others find answers to these questions and many others in these pages the first year that we were on the air we spent time going through this book chapter by chapter and addressing the how to get delivered addressing um, the origin of incest you know what is incest addressing addressing cheating addressing all kinds of things associated with sexual abuse this book is a sequel to my first book the story of me in which i wrote my very personal story eight years eight years ago and had it published um about two years after i wrote it uh it told of my pain struggle and victory over the sexual abuse that occurred in my childhood so i am speaking from experience and I want people to know that um, this this information is out there. It is available. If you go to my host page, you will find not only um, not over not only this book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, but you will find uh, the story of me as well, and another unrelated, not not related to abuse, but related to my life. My third book, The Story of Me, A Black Nurse. So all the resources are available on my host page, uh, the radio host page on toginet.com. Um, I don't say this that often. If there is anyone out there who would like um, to talk to me about your own situation or someone else's situation, um, you can reach me by email at vir2us1 virtuous one at verizon.net vir2 us1 at verizon.net i would be glad to to respond and if by any chance anyone feels like calling in uh with a with a question or a comment we do have call in number and that call in number is 877 
six, nine. Like I said, we don't want to just tell bad stories. Um, we don't want to just disturb someone's night, day, or um, just upset the apple cart in your life. But, you know, these things are happening to people every day. There's a couple of books I have um, on my reader's list to read. Um, and I'm and I'm planning to follow up with these guests and, and possibly have some people as guests on my show. One lady um, did some research on sex trafficking. She actually did some research on sex trafficking and wrote wrote um, a book about it, "Deliver Me from Evil." And Kathy Macias is the author. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on reading that and um, following up with that. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a very prevalent thing. And the statistics are startling on how much this is happening in our society and how bad it is getting. And I say that that is because this is spiritual as well as natural and physical. Once you invite, once we as a people, as a society, invite and say yes to promiscuity, yes to homosexuality, yes to um, same-sex marriage and perversion, and we've invited, we've opened the floodgates, basically, for this to just, just get worse. And it is doing just that. Right here in this country, sex trafficking the numbers are off the charts with our young children being kidnapped. Kidnapped, some of them lured into it, some of them just being straight up kidnapped off the streets, um, from school, from public places. You know, it's not safe to let your child go to the bathroom alone. I see it. I see little boys, little girls who can barely, you know, clean their own nose parents sending them off to the bathroom by themselves because, you know, the mom don't even, she just, she just don't even, she's too lazy or unconcerned about that poor little baby and thinks that the baby has, you know, the maturity and the insight to, to look out for itself. Five-year-olds, six-year-olds sending them off to the bathroom by themselves. Come on, come on. We have got to open our eyes. We have got to love our children. We have got to protect them. That's how we as parents protect our children, by knowing where they are, by knowing who they're with, by, by um, being parents. What is it? What harm is it? to? I mean, I never, oh my goodness, don't get off on a tangent, Diane. Probably because it happened to me. Maybe that's what made me more vigilant with my daughter. I didn't send my daughter to the bathroom by herself when she was a child. I took her. I took her. You know, I didn't send her for sleepovers. I didn't allow her to go to sleepovers, even to her, her relative's house, until she was up in her teens. And now I look back and wonder if that was even a good idea because there were some times when some things happened even in that environment that I wasn't happy with. When I thought I could trust the mother who said she was going to be home watching the, the young people, you know, and she wasn't. She was out doing her own thing and she was covering and lying for the kids. So I'm telling you, you have to be careful these days. 
I got three minutes, so let me try to get this last article in. Um, this one is from the Associated Press, written by Associated Press, filed under Maryland News. Randall Way Waugh of Hagerstown, Maryland, faces 321 sex counts issued in 1994 in... WVA. Hmm. Okay, goes on to say Martinsburg, Virginia, WVA. A Maryland man faces more than 300 sex charges in West Virginia stemming from incidents in the 1980s and the 1990s. Okay. Um, a Berkeley County jury indicted 52-year-old Randall Wade Wall of Hagerstown, Maryland, in May 1994 on 321 counts of sexual abuse. He was extradited to West Virginia after he completed his sentence in Maryland. An arraignment is set for February 23rd. Most of the charges involve a Bunker Hill boy whom Waugh is accused of sexually assaulting beginning in 1988. He also is charged with sexually assaulting three developmentally disabled men in the early 1900s. Once we open the floodgates, now of course this happened over a long period of time, but I'm just telling you that these things are going to increase because we have said in, in many places, yes, yes to promiscuity, yes to perversion. We have said we don't want the the constraint and the confinement of the Bible, of, of what God says is good for us and um, not good for us. We don't want that. We want to do our own thing as a society. We've shaken our fist at God and we've said, we people have even tried to twist the word of God and say that all of this is fine. I'm here to tell you it's not fine. And I'm asking you to wake up, be vigilant, be prayerful. Good night. Good night.